Are you ready now? I am ready now. right who the hell are you yeah, i'm not quite sure but my name is dan and i'm rob and this is who the hell are you thanks for joining me rob hey good good to be here it's good to all, it's always good to see your face at my door that's right face at my door as the week rolls on in season two we're going to bring you much more exciting adventures into the unknown, underappreciated world of music in the last 100 years. Maybe even more than 100 years, Rob. We, we played some 78s, I Let's believe. We've we rocked the Victrola. Yeah, exactly. you got to get those cabinet doors just right to really get the sound where you want it. That's right. If, if we don't angle them at the 45 degree with the tungsten needle. All right, here we go. I'm not quite sure what this is, Rob. I found it in a thrift store the other day, and his name is Stephen Halpern. And the album's called Recollections. Yeah, it is. It's a v- uh... And it's not Wyndham Hill. Is it Wyndham Hill? <laughs> Is it Wyndham Hill? No, nope, it's not. It's Wait, is Billy Oshke and Night Noise a part of this at all? <laughs> no, it's Halpern's sounds. He, he, this is a self-published. I mean, I, I got to tell you, this kind of music just makes me want fall to be here already. <laughs> it does. Wow, he has got... When you guys see this on the... Uh, the, the who the hell are you Instagram? We're going to put the back of the cover on there because Stephen Halpern has got... Quite a lot of payload up top here. He looks almost like Bob Ross. He's rocking it. Yeah, well, this, this is from the 70s, I'm pretty sure, or the very early 80s. Let's see. You might find this on Echoes with John DiLiberto, or... It's, ni- it's 1980. Okay. Yeah. Well, as we know, 1980 was just an offshoot of 1979. It, it says on here it's a new kind of music for piano and violin. I beg to differ, but we'll go with that. He means a new kind of music. Maybe it was new in 1980. With a lot of reverb on it. Yeah, this is like sounds... Morning becomes eclectic on, you know, KCR. He he also... On the back of the album here, he notes his... um, He has a, a series of records called the... Stephen Halpern's, quote, anti-frantic alternative series. From 1980, no less. I mean, I know if I were frantic and you put this on, I would probably become less frantic. This might be in the sort of realm of medical music, you know, healing music, where certain frequencies are tuning in certain things. Absolutely. I mean, I'm feeling relaxed already. I mean, it doesn't hurt that I'm on the couch and I've (laughs) got a... Glass of vino in my hand. Rob but, uh, chose the couch. Today. Yeah, I did. I did take. The, I was like, I could sit in this chair or I could <laughs> sit on this couch. Now it's starting to get kind of uh, yeah, Bell Cannon. I, I feel like I'm gonna have to switch back to coffee. <laughs> but it's definitely. Uh, it's a nice recording. Thank you. 
listen to that thick tape delay. Oh, excuse me. Stephen Halpern, PhD, Ooh. has achieved international recognition for his innovative approach to contemporary music composition and performances. His widely acclaimed anti-frantic alternative series of recordings for relaxation and pure listening pleasure. Yeah. Well, there right. it is. There, there it is. There's the there's the academic quotient that lets us know that this is not just this is not just some you know hippie. Yeah, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't just Dave and Jimbo <laughs> rocking out with the four track. They're this, like, this is going to heal. Yeah, this is people are going to feel good when they listen to this. <laughs> track still has an incredibly amount of long time to it and i don't think it's going to develop that much more so we're gonna we're gonna give it a loving fade out <laughs> exactly you know i i i will uh, say you know when i put the kids to bed I'll, sometimes i'll put on the meditation tracks on the uh on the the digital stream in the house and it sounds a lot like that yeah stephen halpern it also says daniel kobielaka no Kob- kobielaka no Kabalka, Kabalka. Yeah. It's really hard when you see an I A. How do you pronounce an I A in your language? Yalka. <laughs> Would y'all come back now, y'all? <laughs> when you were uh, driving over here, I was listening to all kinds of stuff that I found lately, but not the stuff that we're about to listen to. But I, I have found quite a deluge of really old but really obscure 60s stuff lately and uh this is one of them and i'm waiting with bated breath i'm not quite sure how to describe it except it's a guy and a gal (laughs) i like those eyes and an an oboe From the land that was slicing me. He said his job would be twice as hard if he wasn't allowed to see. Cause a butcher man needs a night of hand if he's gonna get along. Just to live his life. Is somebody playing a theremin? Touch his wife. Oh no, it's a guitar. Slide. Definitely. It sounds a little bit like a uh, a TV theme song. It's about a, a crazy couple and their kids. Yeah. But it's also kind of out of tune. It's subjective. It's <laughs> subjective to people who don't care about tuning. Yeah, it's it's the slide. Yeah, there's, it's, there's, there's so much competing. You gotta slide just a little further, buddy. Or a little down. I can't really tell what's going on with the lyrics now. Okay. Thank God, harmonica. <laughs> bring, bring it. All right, just bring the harp in <laughs> to soothe it out. Harp's not in there either. Guitar it's, player gets four. The the bass is so. Ginormous too. It is. He said, "Come over by the door on the other side of the store." Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saloon and Sinclair with 
Lesson at the Delicatessen. I, it sounds like something I'd be into. It's not, it's not the most dynamic track we've played here on the, uh, the show. No. Produced by Charlie McCoy. Ooh, I wonder if that's the be tr- Charlie McCoy. Late listeners, we're going to have to follow this up. Charlie McCoy had a big hit back in season one. But wait, album supervision, Irv Moskowitz. He's the Mensch. That's right. And then we got Wayne Moss as the engineer. 1969, recorded in Cinderella Studios, Madison, Tennessee. Oh. And also remixed at Terramar Studio, Chicago, Illinois, 1969. Remix, Norman Dayron. So Norman's like, mm, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, this is great, but I'm going to totally redo everything. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pick out. I'll pick out another track on this. This deserves a second listen. It does. Rob, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the tracks. We listened to Lesson at a Delicatessen. Next we have Motorcycle. Hold on, do you have anything else pertaining to uh, meat and cheese? Meat and cheese. Let me let me do a quick a, run. Big quick scan. Uh, no. Maybe some gabagool. Some I mean if I really, saloon? really pushed for, for connection I might, but you're gonna have to do it yourself. Motorcycle is okay. number two. One more try. Mm. I'm coming home again. Mm. Violence. Blam, blam. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, so you can stop right there, son. <laughs> that I is, mean, we're putting that on. They have two commas in there. Violence, comma, blam, 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 comma, I'm sorry. I mean, this could have been the early Rage Against the Machine. Let's hear this. <laughs> the, so, early, the very early. Early Rage. That's right. Uh, here we Ready, go. Here we go. What's that? Oh, that's, that's just the fade okay. out of the last song because we're not perfect. Here comes the violence, blam, blam. <laughs> He's putting his heart into it. From somewhere inside of me, I start to shudder, and then I know that violence will soon rush, crashing, cracking at my soul. Ooh, yeah, holy mackerel! Get it, girl. Oh yeah. A little hammond rolling in the back. This is a little dusty in Springfield. Yeah. Dusty in Memphis. This was in Tennessee. Not, not close. Not too not oh, yeah, yeah. close. Yeah, hey, Memphis is. Yeah. It was relatively close. This totally came out in what, 69? Yeah. I mean, sadly, there was probably it's it's it was probably more of a more me album than 69. To get overshadowed by the likes of Janice and Dusty. Does she she remind you a little bit of a uh, little mamas and papas in there too? Listen to that. There's some fuzz tone going. Sounds like a beat. It was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
those strings? Or horns? That sounds like saxophones or something. Like really low. Really like a hundred people on this record? They're like, well, we, we couldn't afford to break even. We just sell too many copies. Have you heard Blam Blam yet? I want to hear Blam Blam. Yeah, I, I think we did. That was the like second thing we heard was like, wow. Right, we're all going to see this through. They're building something. You know, Bowie, Bowie says Blam Blam. What, what is Blam Blam? Should we Google that? Blam Blam? Like Cardi B there. Oh my goodness! I gotta, I gotta tone it down. Saloon and Sinclair. Roger Saloon, acoustic guitar and vocals. Robin. Sinclair, acoustical guitar and vocals. And I said acoustical because that's what it says right. on the back, ladies and gentlemen. So acoustical. Acoustical. I'm not quite sure. Is that a word, Rob? Acoustical? Acoustical? Yeah. I, I think, think so. I think you can leave out the AL. Used to be acoustic. Anyway. By the way, a, a, a blam blam meaning, according to uh, your dictionary, <laughs> uh, is a dictionary. slang for interjection. Used to indicate an abrupt or loud sound, especially of an explosion. Yeah. So that could be. We should just get a sample of that every now and then. So when you're talking, and I'll be like, "Blam, blam!" Yeah. Just, just get like, just have like a boosh, and be like, "Why do you have to keep doing that? That's so rude." Uh, there's also Urban Dictionary's definition, which I won't read because it's uh, filthy. Yeah. But well. I'll let you guys do that out in radio. That's land. what we call urban legend. That's right. <clears throat> if you go look it up, it's it's on you. That's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce a, a new segment known as The History Maybe You Didn't Know. When Rob got here tonight, I was actually remembering something that I had heard as sort of an apocryphal story. Mm. This is not, you know, this isn't written in a book, at least I, none that I've read. But supposedly, the last, you know, song we heard had a sort of a fuzz sound to it a uh, fuzz uh, pedal maybe a fuzzish yeah fuzzy. A, a fuzzy sound to it and mm -hmm. the origination of the fuzz sound is often you know given to uh the spirit in the sky yeah spirit in the sky or like hendrix or yeah yeah you know like the um may, maybe early but, kinks well, with their like and for the non-music types, oftentimes fuzz was just they'd tear the speaker or they'd do some crazy thing to the amp right. to, to make it sound exactly what it sounds like. Fuzzy. That's right. And I'm going to give you, if I can find it, because I can't see the groove. That's all right. Can you tell it's nighttime? That's like one giant song right there. There you go. Look at you. This song is the origination of the fuzz sound, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Marty Robbins. Don't worry about me. All right. 
Both kinds of music. Yeah. Country in Western. I feel like I'm at a truck stop right now. Out in the, out the Columbia River oh, Gorge. Doing a five hour, six hour route, route 84. Wait, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We're going to turn it around. After this chorus, you're going to have your debut. The debut. The fuzz. If you were around in the 50s, and you had been listening to music like this pretty much your entire life, or at least a close equivalent to it, and you're just expecting a continual, you know, sort of soothing, uh, singing, guitar sound. Yeah, smooth. Uh, you're about to be... You're about to be ruined. Yeah, horribly interrupted. But yet, somehow, the children of America always know the way to the promised land. That's right. the equivalent of a musical thumb. <laughs> Turn it up. Big thumb. Turn down your windows. Sweet, sweet, sweet love. Yeah. Yeah, so, see? That right there started a revolution, which led to, you know, people turning their amps up way louder or using just, methods that just no one that really effect. knew. Except the bummer is the context in which it came because this is it's a very out of place in this song well right it was a mistake yeah and they thought well we're gonna just and, and you noticed upon first listening because ladies and gentlemen we are in the history portion of the program that's right so you know the doctor is in rob noticed that there's still a acoustic bass line going on and it was the the electric bass was sort of a solo element which almost makes you think that they did this intentionally and they're just telling us that they was a mistake. I think what they're really telling us is that they beat Ned's Atomic Dustbin to the punch <laughs> and lead bass was a thing back then. Lead bass. An old lead bass. Marty Robbins is a pretty well, singer. Let's be honest, though. If you listen to this in your living room in the 50s and your dad heard that, he it was Satan's music and you'd be out. That's right. He's like, what is the devil music? Here, Here it comes, comes again, ladies and gentlemen. Taking it home with the fuzz bass. Fuzz bass. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And the crowd goes wild. The f- sweet fuzz bass. I mean, Rob, how can you ever doubt that so many of our, I don't know, memorable moments of human history maybe have come about by mistake? And everybody just went, yeah, yeah, that's what we meant. That's what we were trying to do. <laughs> Rob, speaking of, of lead bass. Oh, I have a special item here that I've been saving for you. Oh, that looks like it came straight out of a magazine right there. (laughs) And it did. It did. It did. It came out of, hold on, nighttime. Please be National Geographic Whale Sounds. (laughs) No. (laughs) It came out of Guitar Player Magazine. Yeah, it did. 
20085 Stevens Creek Cupertino, which would later go on to be famous for another you know, company. Another company of a fruit variety. Yeah, Cupertino is like, oh, we're guitar players, you know, <laughs> headquarters is. Um, so, wait, what year? 1988. Oh, this is, this is out like... of a magazine called Soundpage. TM. Does, does it sound like. Yeah, four, four, this is Soundpage number 46. Uh oh. July. Oh, I was hoping it was 47. Of 1988. And we're going to play we're going to play a little bit of both sides because there's one side that is actually sponsored by Fender, but we're going to get to that. Yeah. So but by the way, for those of, when you see the picture, for yeah. those of you who have never experienced this, you used to get records in your magazines once in a while. That's it, right. We we call it's actually them, pretty good distribution. We call them flexi discs and they're a piece of plastic that you can totally roll into a burrito shape if you'd like. But you can never Crink it. You can never like make a seam in it. If yeah. you make a seam in it, it's, it's done. It's never going to totally play over. again. But if you roll it up like a parchment in ancient Egypt, <laughs> it will last pretty much as long as anything else. So this is at thirty-three and a third. I already looked it up, so I don't mess up All right. the speed. Uh oh, here we go. And it's going to be like a hit or miss. How this happens? All right, let's see what the heck soundscape and Guitar Player Magazine are trying to tell us. In 1988, they're trying to tell us that the blues is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to be like, this in like, today's variety of rock sounds. It's like Tommy Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is pretty sweet. But is that two guitars? Yeah, that's two guitars. I don't know. Seems some crazy stuff. I can hear picks. Yeah. Yeah, two guitars. It's the early extremes. Nuno Benincourt. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> right after this, they recorded the immortal more than words. <laughs> that's right. Might be, you know, might not be far off. <laughs> I wonder if it is Tommy Emmanuel. It sounds like him. All right, now I'm now I'm now thinking I think it's one guitar. I think it's one. I think it's one superhuman that was on the cover of that issue of Guitar Player. Maxi Disc Collectors. If you need the July issue <laughs> yes. soundscape number forty-eight, we got it. Doesn't, I, I'm going to have to look closer to see who this is, but I intentionally tried not to look too close at this. When I found it, I found it in a box of 45s, and they were both undamaged. So I just was like, somebody has to save these things. All right, let's see if they talk. Well, that was Tommy. <laughs> it was Tommy Emmanuel. No, they're not going to talk. So wait, it's guitar? No, he's going to play more. All right, we got we to gotta investigate, folks. I know that everybody wants to hear Foggy Bottom. It's you know. gu wait, guitar. It's soundscape. Guitar soundscapes. No, no, I can read it. It's right. it's on here. It, it says who it is. Yes. All right. I just didn't do this. I'm sorry. So that was Brad Jones with Back Porch Boogie. Whoa. It's uh, by Brad Jones, 1988, Fat Flat Five Pub Publishing, a division of MCA New York, by. 
Yeah, it's weird. So that's just some guy. I mean, come on, let's find there, Brad Jones. Brad some... Jones, you were a, you were a, you were a demo player for Guitar Player Magazine in 1988, and you played some smoking acoustic guitar, but nobody knows your name. I mean, there's too many Brad Jones. Right. I mean, are you going to find Brad Jones? I, I looked up Back Porch Boogie. Did you look it up? I I, I hold on. Back Porch Boogie. Back Porch Boogie. Because I have yeah. Back porch. Back porch boogie. <laughs> Blame it on the boogie. <laughs> boogie on rig. Sorry. It can be seen on YouTube at davesriffage.com. Really? Yeah. No, that's, uh, hold on. Is it the same thing? Dave's Riffage. Oh, so listen. Okay. He went by Buster B. Jones. He did? Was an American guitarist specializing in... His, his his birth name was Brad Jones. He submitted an original composition titled Por- Back Porch Boogie. Uh, and he passed away in 2009. Well, crack, Cracker Barrel, I was kind of hoping that we could look but, him up. But listen to this. He was active from 88 to 2009, and his associated acts yeah. were Tom Bresh, Merle Travis, Jerry Reed, and Chet Atkins. Holy macaroni. So he, he was in the lineage. Like, he was. He if was. you were playing with Chet Atkins and Jerry Reed, then they were gonna they were they thought you were you were worthy. Yeah. Jerry Reed is the man. Buster B. Jones. Well, R.I.P. Brad Jones. That's we just right. uh played some fine, fine playing. That uh that's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. We're playing music that you're not going to hear anywhere else, and maybe no one will remember it, but we're going to make you remember it right now. That's right. Who the hell are you? That's right. Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on the Gram. The Gram. The IG. And the FB. And the Yahoo. And the Yahoo. (laughs) Just so you know, Rob, I've gotten like one email. That's okay. It's from someone I knew. (laughs) They're like, is this your email now? I'm like, no, yeah, it's mom. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> we used to entice the listeners. If they send an email, they got to get something. Oh, okay. Uh, if you send an email to who the hell are you podcast at yahoo.com, you'll get a personalized digital copy of Brad Jones's 1988 performance of Back, Back Porch Boogie. <laughs> there you go. And all proceeds will be donated to Brad Jones. The second side, ladies and gentlemen, and Rob, is someone you and I know. His name is Greg Howe. He's joined by Billy Sheenan on lead bass. Yeah, he is. And Atma Anur. Does that sound like a drummer that you've known? A-T-M-A, Atma. Mm-hmm. Anur, A-N-U-R. No, but I bet it's going to be a lot of shredding. Billy Sheenan, there might be some fells on this bass. Greg Howe and Billy Sheenan alone. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, now for something completely different. This takes me right back to that honky tonk we were listening to. Uh, no. Who did Greg Howe play with? Oh man. Clearly, clearly Billy Sheeted. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So that's yeah. a, it's a lot of notes. Yeah, but Billy Sheehan knows when to get out of the way, man. I'm not going to say without pretense that I own a Billy Sheenan attitude bass, my friend. Billy Sheenan's bass has been part of my 
my musical heritage. Okay, so you want to hear his uh, associate acts? I do. Um, Michael Jackson, uh huh, Enrique Iglesias, Iglesias. In Sync, oh, uh, Justin Timberlake, Richie Kotzen. That's a lot of notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, is it Vital Capril and uh, Tatua Sakari? So he's basically been in more modern acts, like, yeah. Apparently, as their shredder. But yeah, but I was just saying, like, even, I'm sure, like Michael Jackson, like he fits the bill of him and uh, Jennifer Batten. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, listen, we need you to play a solo for uh, six beats. So do what you can in six beats. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got this. I can fit in four thousand notes. Well, do you want less or more notes? Yeah, yeah. I can I can leave it to thirty second notes if you need. It's like someone who had to have like a governor on there playing. They're like, I can go faster, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm exactly. gonna keep it down for you mortals. Yeah. That is a good turnaround. Yeah, this is some this is some shreddy goodness for those of you out there. Greg Howe, unknown hero of the guitar, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Take that, Steve Vai. Uh, now, I hear like a keyboard. Yeah, you got a little padding in there. <laughs> it could be more bass. This is only a maxi disc. You know, it can only hold so much bass. <laughs> oh, this is, shout out to Chris Gordon. I, I gotta. Yeah, no. He's the only guy I know who can play like this. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. CG and GH. He's the one to call Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel alright. I mean, it's earlier, it almost has a little bit of uh, Vernon Reed, too. Yeah. And Vernon Reed was like Bill Frizzell, like, yeah. way out. But, it, but it's got that little bit of Living Color vibe to it. Whoa. Billy, just one note at a time, buddy. Yeah. Really <laughs> chords yeah. on the bass. Billy's got to play like Michael Anthony here. Yeah. You can hear that pick, man. That's... This is going most of the way across the flexi disc at 33 in the third revolutions, which means this is like a good four or five minute track here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're witnessing history. I, I won't lie. If I, if as a producer, you'd be like, "I that was great, but you want to do it again?" Well, you wouldn't yeah, know yeah. where the parts are, though. Yeah. I mean, it's got some form. That was great. Do it again. You'd be like, "Hey, uh, Greg, that was fantastic. Could you just put like uh, 31 notes in bar?" <laughs> 16 or instead of 32. Yeah. And the drum sound. How yeah, compressed the, that was. And the drums sound like they were next door. That's yeah, the like, drums are like, oh, I'm just like, way over here. This guy's just in his living room. We're going to play along with him. Holy schmackalolies, ladies and gentlemen. As Maxi, I mean, we had a Maxi disc a couple weeks ago. That was the G10 Yamaha MIDI controller. Oh, sweetness. Demo. Yeah. <laughs> So it was. Yeah, that's, it was not quite as rocking as this. No, no, not not at all. But it's, you know what I'm saying. I, I like how that that's back to back with uh, back porch boogie. Though. Yeah, exactly. 
guitar I mean, has been a wide variety. And, and no offense to uh, to Buster B. Jones, but I'm glad we listened to it in the order we did because it would have been a little anticlimactic going from shred to yeah, or it may have been a palate cleanser. Oh, well, that's that's true. <laughs> That's true. Now, now we have point. to go from straight shredding to... Yeah, actually, we do need a palate cleanser now, because it's... Yeah. The 45 pickup. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Rob's going to pick two numbers out of a hat. Mm. One through ten, each number. So, the first number... Is... Is... I got a six. All right, six. I got a big six. And the second number... The second number will be... Let's go with this one is seven. Six plus seven, my friends. Lucky thirteen. It's lucky thirteen. So we're gonna count through here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Go less ball. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. The lucky thirteen. I don't know why this record was in there. This was not supposed to be in the 45 pickup. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody wants to be a cat from Walt Disney from the Aristocats is not a 45 pickup. Someone must have planted that. So we're going to have to go with the next I feel, installment. I feel like our uh, other producer who's not here right now, she <laughs> would have maybe slipped that in. Feels like a setup. Oh, yeah. That's all she has. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. we're going to go with side A because there's side A and side B. On the RCA Victor label, we have Lonely Little Robin by Elton Britt with... Uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's not just Elton. No, Elton I remember Britt. why I put this in here. Yeah? Because... <laughs> let me just give you, like, the parentheses. Do you, do you want to even... Do you just want to play it and then make me go out of my head? Or you I do. Well... <laughs> If I, if I, all right, I'm going to play it, but first I got to take a picture of what I'm going to say because it's like a mouthful. I can't even, no, I don't even know if I can get a picture of it. Oh, wait, let me turn my flash on. Ladies and gentlemen, turning the flash on and go. All right, here we go. 45 RPMs and uh, we're just going to listen to it, but. That's some good turntable skills. Yeah. Someday we'll. Share the turntable skills right now. There's a lonely little robin in a tree by my door, and it waits for its mate who return never more. Lonely little robin. So remember, please remember that I'm lonely too. Oh, listen to that. That's like pretty tough armies. It is. Robin, I'm waiting. This is like radio station identification harmonies. Yeah. This feels like Sunday night gathered around the radio with the family. (laughs) Yeah, after the uh, fireside chats with FDR. That's right. What year is this? It's got to be going back some time. This does not have a year on for its mate who return never more. E. Elton so Brim with the Beaver Valley Sweethearts and the Sky Toppers. Really? Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing a triple bill here. Elton Britt 
the Beaver Valley Sweethearts, and the Sky Toppers. I'm guessing the Sky Toppers maybe are the band, and the Beaver Valley Sweethearts are the are the ladies singing. I want to see. And Elton Britt is the sweet, sweet uh, crooning. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. Sweet crooning bastard. <laughs> Elton Britt with the Beaver Valley Sweethearts. What year? Uh, 1951 1951 this came out there's actually a later version of this by the brown the browns browns brown uh, in 60 and oh how I the beaver valley sweethearts Memories from outside my window. I seem to hear you call, but it's only the wind through the trees. There's a lonely little robin in a tree by my door. You know, I've been rewatching Mash, and that you know, they would have been in. This was, they would have played in the so Officers Club in MASH <laughs> during the Christmas break when there wasn't a lot of action. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Ray, radar. Like, well, I'm not getting any action this night. Hey! This and night then, before Christmas. And then Radar and Hot Lips would dance to it. <laughs> and, and yodeling at the end. Oh. Uh, Some sweet, sweet pedal steel. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think yeah. of that? That's, I don't... Yeah, I, I think the Robin would be okay with it. I mean, it's a happy little song about the lonely robin. <laughs> it's a back, back to uh, our painting. It's a happy little song about happy little countries. Right. Ooh, a happy little lonely robin over here. Yeah. Don't don't let anybody tell you. You you put in what you want. It's mm. your own thing. That's right. You know, if Bob Ross taught us anything, if he wanted you to remember anything, it's do what you feel. Kind of like Bart. It's true. It's like do what you feel day. <laughs> do what you feel day. <laughs> All right, Rob. All right. This time I'm going to dig deep. Uh-oh. Uh, Digging deep. You got quite an archive here. It could well, take some time. Out on the couch, <laughs> I decided to give it I decided to give the archive a little overhaul mm-hmm. and keep everything on the couch. Yeah. Which means no one can sit there or lay there. Well, what's the point? No. They, no. Were, they get up dancing. <laughs> no point Lonely at Lonely little robins. But, Rob, we're at a juncture we like to call the non-musical selection. Whoa. The non-musical selection today is Mike Nichols and Elaine May. You ever heard of those people? Examine doctors? Yeah. That's right. Sorry, I can read the thing from here. <laughs> Sorry, I learned to read. Guys. Okay, here we go. Guys. More guys. More guys. More guys. More guys. More guys. More guys. Am I having an aneurysm? What's, what is this? More guys. We don't have any more guys. That's all the guys? Yeah. I don't know what happened. We had a small roll of guys. Give me a sponge. Sponge. Clamp. You have the clamp. Suture. Speaking of mash. You have a suture. Speaking of mash. Yes. I love you. Please, please. <laughs> sponge. You have the sponge. 
Give me another sponge. I want two sponges. All the sponges. I have two sponges. Well, don't we, oh, we, we only had two sponges. It's like they're whispering into the mic. this way. Why do you avoid we are, me? We played the, the first fuzz already. This is like the first podcast. <laughs> I didn't turn my back. I deliberately turned your back. Excuse me, the oxygen is failing. Edith, don't change the subject. But it's failing. Well, Edith. turn it up. Why well, I'm trying to. <sighs> is there somebody else? Is there something you'd like? A suture? A sponge? Something? Is there somebody else? I don't care to discuss it now, It's Pinsky, isn't it? I don't care Pinsky. to talk about it. I saw you in the cafeteria. I just don't care to talk about it, Dr. Harris. Rat now, would you like anything else? Otherwise, I'd like to go. Go in the middle of an operation? Well, I have nothing else to hand you. You've got it all in the patient. <laughs> Edith, what have I done to hurt you this way? You haven't done anything to hurt Sounds me. I just like, wish um, you wouldn't badger me. Badger you? I need time to think. I told you that before. What are you out? like this. You're cold. You're a diffident. Because Why you badger me. That's sort of rapid-fire dialogue. Is it badgering you to tell you I love you? Is that badgering you? Please do not tell me over and over in the cafeteria and in operations. The predecessor to Gilmore Girls. I always thought that about that show. I never watched it, but whenever I happened to pass it, oh. they were always like, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I don't know. What do you think I should do? It, it made that show great. Oh. The rapid fire dialogue. Hey, rapid fire dialogue. Here's Mike Nichols and Aileen Elaine May. Edith, why are you torturing me? I'm not. I was trying to cheer you up. Sounds like it's about to get dirty. This is going to go in like. This is going to be like three and a half. I want to know if the patient lives. I'm concerned for the patient. Well, Rob, very distracted. This that that bit was called a little more gauze by Mike Nichols and Elaine May in their record. Examine doctors from Mercury. Examine doctors. Hi-fi. Some record exec was like, we're going to turn the world on its head with this album, Examine right. Doctors. It says, it's an outgrowth of their weekly appearances on NBC Radio's oh. Monitor Show. Whoa. For those of you who remember the Monitor Show, of course. all the episodes heard here originally appeared on Monitor Broadcast, with the exception of Nichols and May at Work. Ooh, well then we should listen yeah, to that. Yeah, that, that's the dirty one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't stay after hours. <laughs> exactly. It gets a little get blue. blue. <laughs> a little blue late night. Uh-oh. It's the last track. It's going to be filthy. The blue was like such a nice color until they ruined it. It was. Can we do a doctor spot? Ooh, it's live. Oh, you can't do anything funny about doctors. Let's do an operation. Oh, I have fun. Yes. Oh. I put it's just their like home tapes. Anyway. Ask me what I want to be. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Oh, no, you have to be my mother. It sounds like us. <laughs> what do you want to be? No, don't start with it. Yeah. Come in and have a little talk and everything. I'm old enough now. I picture him sitting in some sort of yes, mom. modern thinking. furniture, smoking yeah, yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. like a half basement. Yeah. With and a fireplace. The fire, yeah, like future, one of those weird, like, you know. Buck Rogers looking you, fireplaces. But I wonder if you do really short think furniture. About it. Really like almost on the floor furniture. <laughs> You're a seat. happy girl. Yeah, they're wearing they're wearing um kimonos. Always sitting smiling. with an ottoman. Yeah. Always glad. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good scratch. That's a good one. You know what? You we gotta bring that to the gig. So now. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Here we go. I'd like to see Doc. I mean, these records <laughs> That's can be used for a number of things. Sir, Sir Dan a lot, man. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you, Examine Doctors. Mike Nichols and I mean look at them. Look how young they are there. 
They are. I like and, and I like you'll see on the cover on the Instagram for who the hell are you podcast. You'll see that sweet reflector on the forehead. That's I right. Like that. Yeah. Before they had battery powered ones. <laughs> before, I guess. They, before they had lights, they, they didn't even have the one. Hippocratic oath on the back. I swear by Apollo the physician, and Eschufalus and health and all Gesundheit. heal and all the gods and goddesses that according to my ability and judgment I will keep this oath. And its stipulation to reckon him who taught me this art equally to me is my... I don't even know if this is real. If anyone's taken the Hippocratic Oath and wants to <laughs> like, share it with us... I would like to share if we're accurate or not, please. I'm not quite sure what that meant. <laughs> Send an email. Remember when emails were like new and we were like, you're such a nerd, get email. I remember being excited to get one, you know? I'd be like, oh my gosh, someone wrote me. Now I'm like, ugh. <laughs> This guy, why did you write me? Yeah, you have two thousand yeah. in mail or in your inbox. It's like no. Oh no! I, I, I coworkers phone the other day, like five figures of of the little unread mail. Oh, I finally I learned like how to say all red. Yeah, like the, they're all red. Just leave me alone. You gotta declare it's it's email bankruptcy. You declare and you select all and delete and go. Sorry, it's gone. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> sorry, Rob. Oh, sorry. I did have some extra coffee today. <laughs> What's... Is this the whale sounds? I did not expect this. Uh-oh. This is not what you think. It's going to change. I know it. This is Rage Against Machines demo. Whoa. <laughs> this is the bass clarinet version of Bulls on Parade. Oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh. Is this on Wyndham Hill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Get it! <laughs> Go! Oh, uh, what, what 70 what is this? Yeah, it is. In the sepia pages, tears streaked and fearful alone. The Go! Caught in the Go! Flash of the curious camera. Number and name, do you know where they've gone? They came with the faces of innocence And they left with the bodies of men They were out on the run They were fleeing the rough of the rain They were out on the yeah, run They were fleeing the rough of the rain Let's go it's got two guitar players rubbing shoulder blades written all over right there. Dead men were drift and they scrambled ashore and they ran from the spell of the sea. Yeah, he does. But it's in 1977, so he must be a time traveler. Look at First Buzz, first Michael Jackson jacket. All in the same night. That guy looks like Alice Cooper, but he's not. Every man was fleeing the rock of the rain. Every guy with a mustache in this era looks like uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah. It's like Magnum P.I. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the band Horse Lips from Ireland. The band that you didn't know was like Thin Lizzy. Yeah, it's totally like Thin Lizzy. Yeah. By the way, is this uh, Before the Storm? This is whatever the track yeah. one, side one is. So we gotta leave it on after this because I wanna hear the wrath of the rain. The wrath of the rain? Yeah. It's like a follow-up. Yeah, before the storm and then yeah, the wrath yeah, of the yeah. rain. 
The only thing I did The only thing I did with this record Was to look up where Horse Lips was from And it just said Ireland So that's all I know I like it though It's produced really well It makes me want to nod my head Eamon Eamon Carr Barry Devlin Devlin? Johnny Dean or Johnny Fear? I'm going to call him Johnny Fear. He's Johnny Fear. Yes, sir. I have a nightmare named Johnny Fear. Actually, this reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, it, uh what's it? It's just love. Uh, Straw? Little Strawby? Maybe? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, just in, just in that, that rhythmic feel. Listen to how loud that hi-hat was. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, right into the rap. Right into the rap. Get it. That's all I want to hear. Great bass line, too. Reminds me of uh, Jethro Tull now. Wow. Horse Lips, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up. Yeah, give it up. It's a good band. The album, by the way, Aliens is what it's called. What's the name? Aliens. Aliens? Yep. Well, they were way ahead of their They were. 1977. It's like, if you have to think that U2 was, was like a burgeoning band at this time. 77, they were... Sort of like coming along, and, and these guys probably laughed at them, thinking, yeah, "Wow, yeah. they'll never go anywhere." Yeah, well, here that, we are. That guy is like three amps. <laughs> Speed the plow. Wasn't that a name of a, a band? Oh, you know what? No, this is Speed the Plow. This is the third track. The last song was a double. That weird intro was before the storm. Uh, That's what it is. It wasn't Speed the Plow, another band. There was a band that used that term. Speed the Plow? I'm going to wait for you listeners to tell me who said Speed the Plow. I don't know. It was some like 80s or 90s, maybe hardcore band. I don't know. Amish? Yeah, it was an Amish hardcore band. <laughs> That's right. From oh my 87. Gosh, that would have been Zin and Speed the Plow. Well, Rob, you know what that means. Oh my gosh. It's time it's to wrap time? It up. Horse lips. I'm we only... cannot outdo ourselves. Well, it's true. But thank you for coming out tonight. Hey. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Always good to be here. You know it is. And I hope you come back next week for a follow-up. Oh, you know I will. You know it. You know that's right. Walk right on in. Stretch out your arm. Let the love light shine on my soul, baby. And let love come right in. Just a little further, buddy. You know.